0: There are nearly 300,000 University of Alberta alumni around the world. They are your neighbors, your community members, your colleagues. You'll find them in all manner of work, in all kinds of places. And when disaster strikes, you'll find them on the front lines. These are their stories. This is The Line. And I want to clearly state and reiterate what Premier Kenney and Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Hinshaw, have said to Albertans. Do not hoard food and daily essentials. The system is intact and people should be mindful of irrational panic buying and the effect it has on their neighbours. That clip you just heard is from March. You might remember the panic at the grocery stores back then. Maybe you watched from afar with confusion, or maybe you battled it out in long lines as people hoarded everything from beans to toilet paper for some reason. Now we look back and recognize the panic was overblown, but perhaps we shouldn't have been surprised by it at all. Food security makes people desperate. We all need to eat. We need to feed our families. When our access to food is threatened or made precarious, we get scared. But for many Albertans, food security has been an issue since long before the pandemic. They rely on services like Fresh Roots.
1: Fresh Roots is a nonprofit social enterprise, um, and we seek innovative ways to provide uh, dignified access to fresh, nutritious, and affordable food um, among communities that face barriers to accessing that food.
0: That's the voice of alumna Morgan Allen.
1: Um, whether that be, you know, lack of um, economic access, um, lack of physical access, so perhaps lack of transportation or no affordable grocery options existing in that community. Um, so, so yeah, we, we seek innovative ways to try to increase that access in those communities.
0: Fresh Roots began in Calgary, where its mobile grocery store and pop-up markets helped service so-called food deserts in the city, the places where affordable, good quality food is hard to come by. The not-for-profit expanded to Edmonton this past May. You may have heard of or even seen one of their mobile grocery stores. It was a primary area of focus for them before the pandemic.
1: Yes, yeah, so our mobile grocery store is essentially a grocery store on wheels, as it sounds. Um, so we have a one-ton refrigerated truck here in Edmonton that we stock full of fresh produce. Um, it's uh, produce that we're purchasing from the grocers prior to it going out on the floor, so it's it's very fresh. Um, And so we'll stock that full, uh, bring it out to communities and then operate kind of like a small scale pop up, if you will. So we'll set up, you know, five to eight tables, put that food out, display it nicely for folks to come and shop, they can pick what they want to purchase and whatever quantities they want to purchase. And then we ring them out. And we also carry eggs and bread.
0: Morgan is the Fresh Roots Edmonton City lead. It's a job she's had for about a year, she says that much of her job is about establishing relationships, figuring out where there is need, and helping bring fresh roots there. I asked her to describe what that looks like.
1: So we work with the community development social work team out of, the, or with the city of Edmonton. Um, they've been really instrumental in helping to connect me to different communities across the city where there is a need. Um, so they provide that, um, I guess, expertise and knowledge about where the need exists. And then they connect us in with communities. And then I um, I guess I'm kind of looped in at that point and we start to have stakeholder meetings where we explore the need and desire for this sort of servicing community. Um, and so I spend a lot of my time going to those sorts of meetings, um, connecting with different community partners about bringing this to their community. Um, and then of course, if that is something that they decide to move forward with, uh, then I would coordinate essentially bringing that to their community and overseeing it once it launches.
0: Morgan's passion for food security developed in her undergraduate, where she majored in nutrition. Like so many alumni, she started her degree in one direction, but then a key class took her somewhere else.
1: I would say I, I had a course in my, it must have been my second year or maybe my third year, um, where we we talked about, uh, I think it was called the cultural ecology of food, actually, and It was more so talking about food in different cultures, but that's where that different lens about nutrition kind of came in and understanding that, you know, it's not all just about what you put into your body, that people have different relationships with food and that food can um, interact with so many areas of our life and how we perceive ourselves and how we interact with our culture. Um, And so that's probably what kind of sparked the, the different lens, I guess, on nutrition and then moving forward, um, really starting to focus on taking any courses that I could possibly get into that focus more on that community um, aspect. So community nutrition um, were courses. There were two community nutrition courses offered in my degree that I, I snapped up pretty quickly.
0: Morgan describes her experience with Fresh Roots so far as fun, but challenging, with a lot of learning curve. She says there is uncertainty, but overall, it's rewarding
1: working with community is. It's never linear and it never follows you know that specific path that you'd like it to. So um, I guess learning about just what it looks like to to work with that uncertainty and to to kind of cope with that uncertainty. Um, but really rewarding in the sense of getting to know people across so many areas of Edmonton um, and who have such different lived experiences. And um, I guess just seeing the the program. Launch in their communities and then seeing the impact.
0: Right now, Fresh Roots and their clients are faced with more uncertainty than ever. It's difficult enough meeting food security needs in normal times. I asked Morgan when they realized the seriousness of the pandemic would mean they need to change up their services.
1: It was really sudden, actually. I think a lot of people probably share this sentiment where, you know, one week it was kind of this hypothetical thing that might, may or may not uh, end up Impacting us, and then um, within the span of a couple of days, we all pretty quickly realized that it was something we were going to have to to cope with on a much bigger scale. And so, um, I don't remember the exact moment, but I do remember there being um, quite a few back-to-back meetings that were <laughs> quite lengthy, just to with with my team in Calgary to really discuss, you know, what this was going to look like moving forward, recognizing that. Um, you know, obviously with the pandemic, social distancing is the the recommended course of action. And so for our mobile grocery store, which, um, you know, a pillar of that service is connecting communities and creating a gathering space for people to get to know one another, um, that clearly didn't fit within the the guidelines um, for the pandemic. So uh, we had to shut down the majority of our mobile grocery store stops. Um, We did have two that continued throughout, And have been continuing um, up until now Um, so the University of Alberta stop has continued to operate as well as one out of northeast Edmonton but we did have to really alter our operations there of course to ensure that we were uh, following guidelines Um, but yeah the, the initial conversations were around a lot of what we were hearing from the community in terms of needs so we were getting contacted by folks who um, couldn't leave their homes and they were looking for support to get food to them. Um, We were hearing about people who couldn't get pet food for their animals, Um, you name it, if it had anything to do with food I think we were we were getting a lot of those. um, A lot of folks contacting us about that, and so we had to pretty quickly. Reimagine what our services were going to look like.
0: As they began that reimagining, I wondered about their biggest concerns. Who were they worried about most and why?
1: Because of the nature of the service that we provide, we already work a lot with communities and individuals who face um, limitations in their ability to physically access food. So, um, for example, a a big portion of our customer base is seniors. and so, you know, obviously with the, the pandemic um, and, you know, who is most vulnerable in those situations, um, I think seniors were pretty high up on our, at, or at the forefront of our mind um, in terms of, a, of a, a population that would go um, underserved.
0: Morgan mentioned three areas of change. The first involved replacing their mobile grocery delivery service with a door-to-door service.
1: So with the mobile grocery store, um, several of our locations are located at uh, residences. So we kind of have a set demographic or a set customer base that already lives in that building. Um, And so one easy way for us to kind of pivot our operations was to switch to offering um, direct grocery delivery to those folks. So um, having an order form, allowing them to decide, again, kind of which items they wanted to order in however much or in whichever quantities they wanted, um, and then delivering that directly to their door, uh, while still practicing safe, um, safe per- still practicing proper precautions um, in terms of never having folks interact face to face and um, trying to, or at least minimize contact.
0: The second new service they offer is a COVID emergency delivery service, something that developed out of a brainstorming session and is sustained by community generosity. It's been really successful so far. Morgan says their volunteers have assembled nearly 2,500 food boxes and delivered them to close to 1,300 homes across Edmonton and Calgary.
1: That one, I think, far exceeded any of our, or I guess far outgrew any of our expectations. Um, initially, it was really just a response to uh, several individuals who had contacted us Um letting us know that they, and these were existing customers or previous customers prior to us stopping the mobile grocery store operations. Um, and they contacted us, uh, basically letting us know that they were in a really tough spot. Like they couldn't get food because they were either, um, directed to stay in their house, um, because perhaps they, uh, suspected they had COVID or had been in contact with someone who did. Um, and then of course, uh, folks who were, at an increased risk of contracting, um, or I guess folks who are more vulnerable, um, so seniors, immune compromised uh, individuals. Um, and so, what that program looked like was. Uh, we, we were trying to kind of brainstorm how we could get at least some amount of food directly to those individuals without them having to leave their house. Um and so we started um, it's basically a set box that's got um, a number of kind of different staples that are gonna last a little while. so things like carrots, um, potatoes, apples, oranges, bananas, kind of a, a little package of produce there, eggs and bread. Um and so we we were, also, trying to figure out a way to offer it free of cost, so we started a GoFundMe campaign, and I think our initial goal was 2,500. And I'm going to have to follow up with you on the exact number, but we've far exceeded that in our fundraising goals. And so, what that's allowed us to do is to offer both um, affordable access as well as fully subsidized access to these food boxes. Um, so we have a, an order form on our On our website. Um, Anyone can go on and request support through this. Um, We of course kind of list the the criteria for who would be accessing this. So again trying to just center folks who can't access food through other means at this time Um, and then they can indicate whether they can afford to pay something um, which would be kind of that more affordable price range or uh, if they require fully subsidized food boxes delivered to them. Very long description, but that's the the COVID Emergency Delivery Service.
0: The third program is a bulk food orders program called Fresh Baskets.
1: And that one is more of a kind of a bulk food orders program that we're offering um, in collaboration with some Indigenous communities surrounding the city, um, specifically surrounding Calgary. We haven't started working with any of the Indigenous communities surrounding Edmonton yet, but... Um, It's definitely an area that we're we're open to exploring and hoping to have conversations about. Um, And then we also would offer this program in um, low income or subsidized housing. And so basically what happens is one of our staff will work with whoever the Um, I guess spokesperson or the the contact is within that community um, to determine which food items we would be bringing out and then that food will get packaged into set orders. Um, The community partner then subsidizes a portion of it and we sell it um, into the community at really affordable prices. Um, And this service is also offered through kind of a drive through model to ensure Uh, safe social distancing. So um, folks who access this program actually don't even have to leave their vehicles. We've got volunteers who package the food and volunteers who will place it directly into the back of their car so that they can safely access the food.
0: It's been impressive how quickly Fresh Roots has been able to adapt to this new normal, but I wonder if she's still concerned about whether or not it's sustainable going forward.
1: The ability to provide this fully subsidized boxes um, probably won't be there forever unless (laughs) we were to continue um, getting amazing community response for for fundraising efforts Um, so that's that's one piece for us um, while still wanting to continue to provide those vital services to folks who need it Um, so looking for creative ways to continue to be able to do that Um, as well you know as as people start to transition back into work and into life in whatever way normal is following this. Um, I guess, a little bit of concern around the volunteer base that we may or may not have um, once that starts to happen. Um, We've been super fortunate in terms of the response we've had from volunteers and the amount of um, people we've seen uh, become interested. But as people start to move back to work, we will likely see that dwindle a little bit. Um, So if people want to get um, involved or to support, uh, again, we still have our GoFundMe active um, online, and I can send you the link for that. Um, And then, uh, of course, if people want to get involved with volunteering, um, we are, in terms of how we're going to be carrying things forward, I think we are going to continue to try to really leverage this amazing group of volunteers to continue to support the community and provide delivery services regardless of what that looks like in the, the nitty gritty details of it.
0: Volunteerism, as Morgan notes, is at the heart of Fresh Roots. It's great to hear that they've had so many new and passionate volunteers come forward during the pandemic. We wondered what steps they were taking to keep those volunteers safe.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the health and safety of our volunteers was, of course, and continues to be um, top of mind for us. Um we absolutely would not want to put anyone at unnecessary risk so um right off the bat we tried to make sure that we had um the best procedures in pro the best procedures in place possible to um protect them and to support them so um you know we have a screening process for all new volunteers where they are asked a series of questions to assess um you know that their risk of having been exposed to COVID and to make sure that they don't carry that risk forward, of course, and in exposing other volunteers or clients, um, we have uh, pretty strict protocols in terms of um, the, the the personal precautions that volunteers are expected to take while volunteering. So, um, you know, all, all the kind of standard stuff around wearing face masks, um, frequently washing hands, hand sanitizer, sanitizing workstations, um, we we distance out the workstations for volunteers to make sure that they're not coming into too close of contact with one another. Um, and then, of course, on kind of the delivery side of things, making sure that our procedures that we have procedures in place to minimize contact that volunteers have with um, individuals at that stage as well. Um, so yeah, I guess, um, really just trying to take as many precautions as possible to ensure that we're protecting and maintaining the safety of our volunteers.
0: Talking with Morgan about Fresh Roots and their clients, I'm reminded that the expression we're all in this together can sometimes lead to complacency. It suggests that we're all facing the same thing. And though that's true, as far as the literal coronavirus is concerned, it's not true in the ways the pandemic affects different populations. To truly be in this together, we must uplift one another. We must ensure those whose lives are made more difficult because of this disease are helped. It's heartening that nonprofits like Fresh Roots are here to make sure that there are food options for people in Edmonton and Calgary. And since I know U of A alumni are great volunteers, I'll note that if you're interested in volunteering with Fresh Roots, you can check out their website at freshroots.ca. Before I go... I want to finish with one last clip from Morgan. I asked her how she was doing among all this. And even though she was happy to talk about new hobbies, she couldn't help but bring it back to her passion for serving the people of the city.
1: I feel like things have become a lot more manageable in the last few weeks here as things start to kind of settle. Um, I've been, I guess, trying to to really just focus on, um, you know, the the opportunities to slow down and to you know, use a little bit of that time that I would have maybe spent prior to all of this out visiting with friends to pick up a new hobby. I've decided to learn how to play guitar. <laughs> it, it's a little bit rocky so far, but uh, I, I can now kind of play two songs, which is more than I could do prior. Um, and then, you know, just trying to kind of keep in touch with everyone and have those, those Zoom calls and online trivia, fun nights. But uh, without losing sight of the fact that this is a hard time for a lot of folks and, um, you know, wanting to continue to, to support fellow Edmontonians in whatever way I can.
0: The Line is a University of Alberta Alumni Association podcast. This episode was hosted by me, Matt Ray, and produced by me and Chloe Chalmers. Things happen fast in the pandemic, and we're trying to keep track by noting how these episodes function as snapshots in time. We recorded our episode with Morgan on Wednesday, May 20th. At the time, there had been a total of 6,735 confirmed COVID-19 cases in Alberta. As I record this today, on Wednesday, May 27th, that total has risen to 6,926.